Canton's Morning News with Pam Cook continues now. Well, it is a Monday morning, and uh, that means it is time for us to talk with our state senator, Kirk Schuring. Feels like we were both on vacation and gone for a while, but here we are back in the saddle again. Good morning, Senator. How are you? I'm doing well, Pam. How are you? Ah, refreshed and ready to go at it, you know? Well, I saw you on television. You did? I just have to say, oh, yeah, you look uh, refreshed, uh, invigorated. (laughs) You've got a nice uh, summer-like outfit on. I do. And I also (laughs) want to wish you a happy birthday. And for someone who is almost 40, you look doggone good. (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I, I, I guess you saw the happy birthday balloons that producer Billy brought in for me, too. That was so I, I nice. did. Yeah. I did. Did a good job. It's good, it's good to be back, yeah. though. Good to be back. We've got so much coming up, and uh, we're going to be very busy over the next several weeks. But I, I wanted to start off this morning by kind of taking a look back. Um, you and I so many times have talked about uh, the changes in the fireworks law and all that kind of thing. And we decided we wanted to do like a postmortem here. And, and you know, how did it go? I mean, was it any different, any better, any worse? What do we think? <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you what. I've done a little bit of a survey, <clears throat> including what I observed. And I thought it was different, frankly. Uh, you know, what we did with this new law, it did a number of things as far as manufacturing fireworks, wholesaling fireworks. But the one that I really looked to the most was we removed the provision uh, that was put into law in 1972 that said you could buy the fireworks here in Ohio, but you had to set them off in another state. How ridiculous was that? Yeah. So, but that we basically said, hey, now you can buy them here, consumer grade fireworks, and you can set them off here. So I thought, well, it'd be pretty much the same as it's, it has always been. And it wasn't really the case. I, I don't know if there's a, 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 some confusion on what a consumer-grade firework is. Maybe I'm confused. I don't know. I know it's pursuant to the federal law, and the federal law says that uh, that firework must present a minor explosion hazard with explosives confined in one package, and if there's multiple explosives in the package, <clears throat> the fuse shall not cause the explosion of the entire package at once. Uh, boy, I'll tell you what, some of the stuff that I saw go off, yeah. I mean, it was good. I'm going, where in the heck are you buying that stuff? Yeah. Uh, but And then the other thing, <clears throat> the, the law, uh, the state law does not stipulate. It, it, it says what uh, holidays you can set these fireworks off, Memorial Day, Labor Day, Fourth of July, so on and so forth. But it does not, that does not stipulate the, the time. Uh, and so it's up to local governments to decide whether or not they want to prohibit or regulate uh, fireworks. And all I know is that, uh, boy, this must have been a special 4th of July because they were setting them off at 2 o'clock in the morning. And and uh, so that's just my anecdote. Uh, I, I've talked to others. They've experienced the same. Uh, you know, uh, as it relates to local governments, when you really think about it, uh, they have the ability to prohibit or to regulate the times and stuff like that. But our men and women in blue, I'm not sure, you know, we want to burden them with going around neighborhoods and figuring out who's got the right kind of firework and who is sending them off at the right or wrong times. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, it, we're, it, but it was definitely different, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think it was different as well. I kept thinking to myself, 
the enforcement of it is really not going to change because, you know, like you say, it, it's tough. Half the time when there were issues in my old neighborhood, by the time they got there, the person was either done, gone, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it didn't, it, you know, it really didn't matter. But it's, oh, my gosh, I think there was a, a time when I was listening to the fireworks for like hours on end this year, you know? <laughs> I know I was at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> where and these things are loud. They are. And, uh, you hear and, that uh, launch? Yeah. You know that big. Right. Yeah, I, exactly. That's why I say they seem to be more powerful than what I, yeah. I can ever remember. Uh, I don't know, but again, it is what it is. <clears throat> Almost every other state in the United States has similar laws, uh, so uh, it's something that uh, we'll have to monitor. Uh, you know, that we call it the Ohio Revised Code. I'm not sure there's a will to do anything differently, uh, but um, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, turn our attention to uh, an incident or incidents that happened last week while I was gone. You're going to have to kind of fill me in on all of this. Uh, what happened with the Senate or at the Senate? Yeah. Well, this is a very interesting thing. Uh, last week, there were uh, envelopes filled with feces that were sent to uh, 25 of the Republican members of the Ohio Senate. Fortunately, these letters were intercepted by uh, Cleveland and Akron postal workers and also the State House mailroom. And by the way, we owe those men and women at the U.S. Postal Service and the State House mailroom uh, a debt of gratitude for dealing with what is definitely a biohazard. Um, Pam, this is very serious. However, when a State House uh, reporter asked me uh, for a comment, I said, simply, it's a manifestation of the angry society in which we live. People are mad for a wide variety of reasons that spread across the entire political spectrum. And uh, just to share with you, uh, my office is inundated now with emails, angry emails. We get them every day. It's so intense that we actually have to, uh, when I'm dealing with somebody, I have to if I ask them to email me, I'll say, please send me a text message so we can sort through all our other emails and find yours. Wow. And some of these emails, by the way, what really gets to me is that, for instance, last December, I was getting emails. Uh, we were getting uh, just you know hundreds of emails about uh, imploring me not to vote to certify the 2020 presidential election. Wow. Uh, now, obviously, that's a U.S. senator, not a state senator. Right, right. I actually had a situation where uh, somebody emailed me, and I'm sitting at home. I'm reading these emails, and the, and the person, sometimes, most times, they don't even leave their phone number. Well, this person did, and I called, uh, and I said, oh, John, this is Kirk Schuring. I'm responding to your email. And he said, who? I said, Kirk Schuring. I said, you just sent me an email. I did? Oh, no. And I, Yeah, so anyways... But what we need to learn with this angry environment in which we live that stretches across the political spectrum, I hearken back to the days when we could agree to disagree and we could compromise to find common ground and get things done. Uh, now it's a zero sum game on both sides. Yeah. Uh, they want it all or nothing. Ronald Reagan, who I'm a fan of, some people might not like him. I like him. He said, I would rather have 80% of something than 100% of nothing. Yeah. And, you know, when you think about these people who 
are so dogmatic that they can't compromise. The interesting thing is Ronald Reagan also said that the term status quo is Latin for the current mess we're in. So these folks that don't want to compromise, interestingly, unknowingly, in my opinion, all they're doing is defending the status quo, the mess yeah. that they're so mad about. It's it's funny. I, I had that very discussion with my mom over the weekend as we're watching all of the news reports, of, you know, of everything. And and she said, boy, you know, if your dad were around, my dad was a huge fan of, you know, watching the conventions and, mm-hmm. you know, just all that kind of stuff. And, he, you know, she said, if he were here, oh, my gosh, I don't know what he would do. She said, you know, politics could be fun. You know, it was fun to go to the polls and vote for your candidate. And then, you know, if you lost, then you move on and you wait till the next time. You know, it's just not like that anymore. No, we we vilify each other. And if if you side with the other party, uh, you're uh, identified as a treason, a treasonist. And, you know, it's just sad. I mean, you know, now at the Statehouse, we still get things done, I have to say. Washington, it's much more intense. But, uh, you know, it's a movement that's actually getting worse over time. In 2010, here's an interesting one for you. I was working with the University of Mount Union, uh, 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 University of Akron, and Cleveland State University. We had a project. We called it Civility and Politics. If I tried to do that project today, we'd be laughed out of town. Mm -hmm. It would be a non-starter. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, I know that uh, we'll have a, a busy next couple of weeks all the way through uh, August as we get ready for Hall of Fame Enshrinement Festival stuff here in Stark County. But we'll have a lot to talk about with you as well. Uh, good to talk to you again, and uh, we'll check, again, check in again next Monday. All right, Pam. Thank you. I look forward to it.